Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more, sir. Robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two here on Sports Sunday. Mike and Rashad with you until 11 o'clock this fine morning. It's actually not really a fine morning. It's kind of cloudy out there. But yeah, it's uh, a crappy morning. Today is the bad day. But every, every day around us has been quite beautiful. So, uh, you know, can't complain too much. We will get into the Bubba Wallace stuff. But uh, I want to start hour two with a little Blazer NBA discussion as they release the schedules of the eight play-in games or the eight return games, whatever you want to call it, uh, for the league's restart. The Blazers have a pretty tough go of things. Their first game is going to be one of the nationally televised games on the second day. That's against the Grizzlies, which will, of course, be important as the the way that the playoffs are working or the play-in is working is if you finish in the nine seed within four games of the eight seed, then you are you get to do the play-in against that eight seed. So the Blazers beating the Grizzlies is going to do a lot for getting into that play-in game. So first game against the Grizzlies, big deal. So that's pretty cool. They get the Celtics, Rockets, Nuggets, Clippers, Sixers, Mavericks, Nets, and the rest of their schedule. That is a really, really difficult schedule. Uh, they have the hardest schedule of the team's chasing the Western Conference playoffs. Um, not the hardest of anybody. I believe the Toronto Raptors have the hardest schedule of anybody. But uh, of the teams chasing the eight seed, they have the hardest. as a 600 opponent winning percentage. And uh, it'll be good. It'll be fun to watch uh, the Blazers' fully healthy team go against some really, really, really good teams on that schedule. No, it'll, it'll be fun to see what they can do. Um, the Blazers have been bad this season. Yes. However, I don't many think many games under 500. Yeah, however, I don't think they're really that bad. You know, like I mean, I'm not I'm they're not as bad as their record says they are. Like 
this team has, is one of the most talented teams you'll find in all the NBA. You know, and we got to remember that they were without their second best player all season, which is Yusuf Nurkic. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been without their best defender all year, which is Zach Collins. Um, you know, you you lost your your really your best bench scorer in Trevor Ariza. You know, to a, a ruptured. Uh, Achilles. You mean Rodney Hood? Uh, Rodney Hood. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But then Trevor Ariza is now deciding he's not going to go back and play in Orlando. But you do get Nurkic back. You do get Collins back. You do still have Carmelo Anthony, who can be shown to be kind of useful to you at points. Are we sure he's playing? Uh, he was, he we haven't, heard, a little, he's, little we haven't heard he's not yet. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and assume that he's there. And I'm looking at this Blazers team with a white side and with a Nurkic. And with the Collins, that that front line right there, like I mean, tell, who's who's really getting to the basket when you if you got let's say you have Nolan Collins and or excuse me Nurkic and Whiteside on the floor at the same time, which I don't know if you can just because I don't think they would. Do I don't that. think I don't think they can. But if you, you just imagine just the the shots that are going to be blocked or changed for anybody that comes into the lane at that point, Dame is still I still think Dame is the best point guard in the league right now. Uh, when Steph Curry is healthy, it's probably Steph, but. When he's right now, Damian Lillard is by far and away the best point guard. I guess guard. LeBron called him the best point guard in the league. No, oh, Bronny called him that too. Oh, Bronny called yeah, him that. Is that Bronny what it was? called him that. So you know it's big news if LeBron's kid is saying that Damian. You know, is you that know dude. LeBron's obsessed with Damian and wants to play with him. Oh my God. You know, they, he you know he's they they always flirt on IG and on Twitter and stuff like that together. They like each other's posts and stuff like that. Like it's it's crazy. Hey, you know, hey, you know what I'm saying? I see you, sis. Like that's what they they send each other stuff like that all the time. So it it wouldn't shock me if Dame one day was like, I want to go play with LeBron. I think he's kind of laying the ground. LeBron's kind of laying the groundwork to do that. At, but. Th- at this point, it would shock me because he basically just signed the, the Supermax and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But, you but know, when I, that would, Supermax is over, when, he's, when that Supermax is over and Dame is 32 and LeBron's 40 and still in the league averaging, you know, averaging 20, then it wouldn't shock me. But I'm looking at this Blazers team as constructed right now. That's a better team than Memphis. That's a that's 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 competing with Boston. I don't, I don't don't say they're better than Boston, but they're competing with Boston. We just they're, don't know how good returning from injury we Collins don't. and Nurkic are going to be. We don't. We don't. But you know, here's what we do know: they've had three months to get it together. You know, Nurkic was supposed to be back, and then we, season's canceled. No more. So we knew that he was going to be ready to play. Now it's like, oh, how in shape are you going to be when you get back? And that's the good thing. Everybody's on the same, going to be on the exact same schedule because nobody got to work out with each other and go through basketball-related drills together. Nobody got as far to do, as we know. As far as we know. But I know there, got, there was guys that were absolutely working out. How many of them were actually running? Not everybody has a court like LeBron or D-Wade or any one of those other Bigger named, you know. Yeah, CJ came out and said that he goes, not all the players have like even hoops at their house. No, you know, which I was like, what? No, a lot of these guys live in, you know, in in high rises and condos. Like, not a lot of them have these, you know, these elaborate, you know, twenty million dollar mansions with a basketball court and a football field outside. So yeah, like a lot of these guys are going to get back and they're just going to be running for the first time. So the Blazers are, you know, you're you're giving everybody pretty much a the the same. Everybody starts at the same start point and say, man, go. So we'll see. Who knows? The Lakers come back, and they're just off a bit just because the, the long line. We've seen it before. The The Blazers were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Nobody could have told me or told any of us that they would be out of the playoffs the next year. Really? No, that would never happen. So is it is it crazy to believe that the Lakers or the Clippers will come in and just be a little – 
sluggish or a little slow and not really know how to get it together? No. I mean, I mean, I could believe that, but over the course of a seven-game series, that team will still win. I mean, the Lakers and Clippers are way better than the Blazers, Grizzlies, Pelicans, any team that gets that eight seed. No, yes, of course. But the point is, like, everybody is at the has everybody's at the same disadvantage because nobody gets an extended off season. Nobody had a lot of time to work together. Nobody had a lot of time to even be with somebody else and do shooting drills and stuff like that hasn't happened a whole whole lot. So uh yeah, well it'd be interesting to see what the Blazers do. But I look at this this schedule that they have and I'm not gonna say it's impossible. You know, it's definitely it's, it's the fifth hardest. It's the fifth hardest. But I think they can beat Memphis. I think if they if everybody's playing the way we think they can, I think they're as good as, if not better than Boston. You know, I think they're uh, as we already know. Houston is a team they can absolutely compete with. As good as James Harden is, as good as Russell, Russell Westbrook is, we know that Portland, for whatever reason, is a thorn in the side of the Houston Rockets and always kind of has been. Denver is one of those teams that, again, thorn in the side of the Denver Nuggets. That's what Portland is. The Clippers. I, I okay. think you could say the opposite too. Yeah, the no, exactly. Thorn like in the they, side of the Blazers. They beat, they beat each other, but I think either way, when I think when Denver looks at the schedule and see they have to go to Portland or Portland come there, it's like. Oh, Really, this is going to be a tough game for us. And I think both teams kind of know that, man. The Dallas, Brooklyn, I'm not afraid of any of those teams. If you're, I mean, granted, Luka's a beast, but the, are you afraid of getting beat by the rest of the Mavericks? I'm not. Dallas is better. Dallas is better. Dallas is like the five seed. Dallas is the five seed. But is the Blazers, are the Blazers really a nine seed? And, and actually, do you think the Blazers are really, with all the talent they have, and they play the, the no, right they, way, are they a nine they seed? They are a better team than a nine seed with the healthy players they have. However, I will say, Let's not forget just how bad the Blazers were this year. No, they were they were terrible. And it's it's like Blazer fans feel this way, and I understand it. There's this like this insane passion for the fully healthy team because of what you saw last year, but the team is different still. There's other players who were added, other players who were removed. I remember Rodney Hood is still hurt. I mean, we so don't forget about that, like you mentioned, but and now you don't have a reason going there. The team is not great and fully healthy. It's better than it was, but it's still probably a seven, eight seed. And just, they didn't play well this year. I, I think, no, they didn't play well this year. You're, you're absolutely right. They, they didn't play <laughs> I don't know well how this else year. To say it. However, like uh, there's a lot of stuff that went into them. Just, I think it's important to tell the whole story and Damian Lillard. This is his best season. As far as what he's been able to do as a, as a player, this is Dame's best season. He's averaging 31 points at home. Only person averaging more than him is James Harden. You know, so his, his assists are up. His his steals are up. Everything in every category is up because he's had to do more and just try to keep his team afloat. Yep. Like, CJ wasn't wasn't around for a little bit of the season. Like well, CJ was, wasn't playing well this year. No, CJ wasn't playing, wasn't playing well, even when he, when he was around at points. Like, there was a lot that went into this Blazers season not being as great as it was last year. Uh, let's break. Coming up next... The NBA really wants this team in the playoffs. And the schedule they gave them is proof, mm. proof, proof. This is Sports on the End of Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I pressed the right button this time. There we go. We're no in the awkward mix. music cutting off. So uh, I'll give you one guess as to who the NBA really wants to get in the playoffs. Uh is it do 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 um 
Shoot. I'm going to go with Mario Chalmers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is he still in the league? I don't even know. Uh, no. Mario, I don't even know. Mario Chalmers is no longer in the league. Yeah, well, famous for the shot. But uh, that's in college. It's, of course, the Pelicans. And everyone wants Zion in the playoffs. Zion's on, like, the first game run in the new season. He's the first nationally televised game. It's the Pelicans versus um, the uh, Jazz in the very first game. But the the Pelicans got the easiest schedule by a pretty large margin of the teams doing the NBA restart. This is who the Pelicans are playing. The Jazz, the Clippers, tough first two games. Memphis, Sacramento, the Wizards, the Spurs, the Kings again, and Orlando. So they get two tough games. Juggernauts. And then those teams. <laughs> and the Pelicans looked really good before the season was uh, was canceled or, pro- or delayed because you had everybody fully healthy. Zion was back. Brandon Ingram was playing really well. Lonzo Ball was playing really well. Everything was clicking, right? And it was just like, this team is good. And don't forget about Drew Holiday. And you give them that? You give them Wizards, Magic, Kings, Kings, Spurs, Grizzlies? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. I mean, Zion is big money. And uh, really, since he came to the league, you know, he had the, that, that long layoff, you know, getting himself ready. But once he started playing, man, <laughs> this kid, man, was 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 so good. He's you really know, good. From, from just – and, again, he doesn't look like he's even in shape yet. He doesn't look like he's ready. Or at least he didn't look like he was in shape yet. I'm not sure how he looks now, but I'm sure during this layoff he's kind of – Gotten himself into in much better shape, but just all the things. I he think could that might do, be a bit of a uh, an assumption right there. It is an assumption, but I he mean, might, he may have gained a lot of weight. Who knows? He might have gained a lot of weight. It we hear be, Luka Doncic gained a lot of weight. I don't know if that matters. Like Luka, just he's already a dumpy guy, and Luka is just out there just doing whatever he wants. Well, you know, dumpy. Yeah, I mean, Luka is maybe now he is. he's on the yeah he he's definitely on the 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 the, the bigger side. Did you see? Of things. Did you see Jokic? my god he's man. like half of a person yeah i mean and it, it could be really helpful for him because Jokic is somebody that already moves so well with the ball just dribbling and being able to step out like now you could he could honestly he could be the new dirk he, he like, can there's he, a there's a chance we could look i mean seriously he Jokic might get abused a little bit more though in the paint because he was able to use his body i mean he looks like but the, really thin. one of the great things about him and being in the paint and using his body is he was so skilled. Like his footwork and the things he could do with the move set that he had down low was so good to where I don't know if you need to be that, you know, as, as big as he was. Like, I mean, now he can probably move, you know, much quicker and uh, be much lighter on his feet because he's not as big. So and then he already can pull up for three. No problem. And 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 hit that. We've seen him dribble the ball down the court like Jokic. It, would it shock you if he were in the MVP conversation next year? No, not at all. Of course not. Not at all. You know, a it seven, wouldn't have shocked me this year. A seven either. footer that can that can dribble and shoot and and pull up for three. I think we've seen that before. He's won the MVP and the championship. That he has. That's one. That's that all I'm has. saying. Um, I just it's it's funny how transparent they're being about how much they want the Pelicans in the playoffs by giving them this schedule. Um, but, hell, look, if the Blazers don't make it, then, yeah, I want to see the Pelicans in it, too, because they're fun. 
You're telling me if the Blazers are not the team that I get to choose, I, I get to see Lakers versus Pelicans. You see LeBron versus Zion, and you got Drew Holiday out. I mean, God, that that would be an incredible series. Uh, maybe not. Maybe the Lakers would sweep them. But on paper, it would be a very fun, incredible You'd series. You'd get some to watch. cool highlights out yeah. of the out of out of that series for sure. For sure, if you had them. So I can understand why, and I think we can all understand why. I just don't like the you. NBA is rooting, you know, for this. Would you rather see a first round meeting between the Lakers and the and the and the Blazers? Yes. Here in Portland, yes. But nationally, would you like to see? Zion versus LeBron, because that's how it's going to be labeled. Zion versus LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's that's blockbuster. That's must see. So every bar, well, that can hold as many people as they can, uh, is going to be packed to see that one. I think people are going to be packed to see the yeah, Blazers. Maybe don't, maybe don't go to a bar right now. You know, uh, you see that Florida's closing their bars again, and Texas is closing their bars again because really? well, they have like eight, nine thousand cases a day. Really. <laughs> Didn't see that coming at all. No, you know? no, so, no. Yeah, no, it, 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 they should be closed down. We got to get this thing under control, man. But Adam Silver said something that was I, Good luck. I, I agree with. Is like, man, we've got to figure out. A, I mean, this this thing isn't going away anytime in the foreseeable future. So we've got to figure out a way to you know live with it and live around it. And he's it's it's true. Like it's, I mean, I'm putting I'm doing the money symbol. It's, no, this it, is all because of money. It's, I mean, it, you know, it, I still truly believe it's not safe to bring any players no, back to play not. any of these sports. It's, it's not, you know, but it, he, in, in a way, he's, he's kind of right. It's the unfortunate thing is this is the new normal mask in buildings and going places and mask at the restaurant. This is what it is now. Like we've got to figure out a way to kind of live with that. We know the NBA, the NFL, major league, all major league sports are all about money. This is what they do. That's how they're able to. You know, it's 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 a money grab. We all know that, but yet we keep watching and we keep hoping for it to come back. And we're saying all this stuff about, oh, they need to do this, they need to do this, and that's sixty games is not going to be good. Sixty games is going to be stupid. And eight game play in is going. We're all going to watch though. We're all going to see it. Like of course. we can say all the stuff about is corrupt. It's everything, and they're all about money. Doesn't matter. We're going to watch. Of course, we're going to watch because we miss it. We miss sports, go. and we still can't do everything we want to do. So sports and the TV will be a welcome distraction yes it will all right coming up next uh the story of the week was actually out of nascar and it actually had a very very frankly unexpected twist and turn at the end so we'll get to that next first sports for me it's me doing an update that's the that's what i'm talking about Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. No hate it or love it today because Joe is out. But uh, it's okay because we didn't get to this and I wanted to make sure we spent a segment discussing, frankly, the story of the week. And that was uh, through NASCAR and Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace is the only black driver uh, at the, on the, in the cup circuit, the top level of NASCAR. And the race was on Monday after a rain delay at Talladega. And the news came out that they found a noose in the garage stall that was given to Bubba Wallace at Talladega. The reason we found this out, and I want to be very clear about this, was not because of the media, was not because of reports, We found out about this because NASCAR released a statement and said, hey, we found a noose in the garage of Bubba Wallace, and we are going to do an investigation and have the FBI do an investigation into what happened. Okay? 
Uh, that day, Monday, very powerful moment where the NASCAR drivers and their crews walked together and pushed Bubba Wallace's car to the front of pit road and then stood with him, hugged him, you know, really, really cool moment. He got out of the car, Richard Petty, his team owner, one of the legends, probably the biggest legend in NASCAR, um, was there for the first time since COVID. And he's an older guy at this point. So he was not going to races. He went there to be with his driver and to support him. And, um, it was such a cool moment. A couple of days after that, the FBI concludes their investigation and they say, hey, this noose thing has been here since at least 2019. So we, therefore, it was not a hate crime that, uh, that happened. The NASCAR, the next day, released a statement that said, we did a review of every single one of our uh, tracks, looked at every single garage stall, only found seven pulleys that had a knot at all. And only one was a noose. And this was thousands of garage stalls that they looked at. So, and they t- and they sent a picture out of it. And it is very clearly a noose. It's not even a question. It's a noose. People were like, oh, it's a Boy Scout knot. And it's, you know, that's a noose. Um, this is, it was such a crazy twist at the end because it was like, oh, great. It wasn't a hate crime. That's good. But then everybody on the other side is like, ooh, this was faked just for attention. And it's like, no, NASCAR put this out. Bubba Wallace didn't even see the news. He was told about it by a crew member, and they brought it to NASCAR's attention, and they were like, ooh, that's not good. Um, so it's good that it's not a hate crime. Uh, it's bad that people think he did it intentionally. But uh, this story took so many layers, and I'm kind of curious, Rashad, where you sat on it because – I mean, in these times, it was such like a, when you thought that somebody put the noose there intentionally, it was like, oh, my God, really? And I, I was happy that that wasn't the case, but I was curious kind of how you viewed the story. Um, really, NASCAR, we, we've got to, number one, we got to kind of tip our hats to NASCAR because... They're going uh, at this hard now. They're they're they understand how they're viewed, and they understand how people kind of look at NASCAR as being this kind of redneck hillbilly, you know, kind of sport that's really been hasn't been welcoming to people of color, you know, namely mainly black people, um, especially a sport that's in a lot of the Confederate states, you know, a lot of the places that you know really still love and respect the Confederacy. Um, so I applaud NASCAR for, for acting quickly, especially in come to the rescue of their lone black driver. and uh, Who, by the way, was in the top five near the end of the race, which would have been very cool yeah, if he would have won. He would, that that would have been cool. And, you know, actually what, like, the that's one of his highest finishes, you know, that he's ever had. You know, so Bubba Wallace isn't, like, he's not, he's not a star. He's not a, yeah, he's not a top NASCAR guy. No. You know, but – what he represents in NASCAR for a lot of people that look like me uh, is progress and is um, change, you know, to, to be honest, you know, uh, it's the past few weeks, man, black people have been found hanging from trees and for somebody to put a noose and, and really make the rope look like a noose and everything, 
in this man's garage. Um, so I'm hurtful. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, sometimes I just wonder, like, why so mad? Why so hateful? Like, what's the... At least it turned the, out that that wasn't the you know, case, though, right? I mean, as, as far as as far as well, we're the, being the, told, yes. The, well, the, they, they had a picture of 2019, and it was the same. It was there, and it was a different driver in the garage. Why so, wouldn't somebody change that? Like, I, if it's been up since 2019 and it looks like a noose, well, I think that's something that we shouldn't wait for another year or wait till there's potentially a, a person of color like a in here. It quacks to, like a noose. Yeah, it's a noose. you know, like, come on, man, like. Like, I, I told you, well, it was there since 2019. Well, take it down. That's stupid. Okay, just leave it up, make it look like a noose. And then let's yeah, and, then, and then knowing that it looks like a noose and knowing it's been there since 2019, the one driver that you have in NASCAR, the one driver of color, the one black driver. That yeah. That's the garage. Of all the thousands that you mentioned, all the thousands of garage and hangers that, that are there, like, that's the one you... You sent them to? Well, no, not the thousands. That, it was thousands across the that, country. That were, that were looked at. Yeah, Excuse me. but There's uh, like at, 45 or okay, 50. Okay, so at, at NASCAR, so at Talladega, there's 45 or 50. You know that one exists. You could have given that one to any other driver. You decided to give it to that person, to, to, to that driver. I think that was a big reason NASCAR came forward. It was like, oh, we don't want to we don't want to make this a thing, which right. I understand. And I, I like I said, I, I appreciate it. At least you were self-aware enough to know that something was I, wrong and this was bad. But I love, like you, like you, um, it was a great moment to see all those drivers and all those all those teams, uh, with Bubba Wallace walking with him. Um, you know, even if even if they might feel a, a different kind of way, you know, I think the the goal of this whole movement that we're in, and make no mistake about it, this is a movement. You know, the things that you see happening on TV and every this is this is a revolution at this point. Um, and there might be some guys that still feel a certain way and may not be all the way on board with all the changes that are happening, but for them to even still participate in, and going out there with Bubba Wallace, whether for optics or whatever the case is, man, I think those are steps the, in, in the right direction, you know, at least for now, man. Empathy is a, a huge, huge component in understanding each other and making sure we can get to a better place. And so I thought it was a really great moment to, to see that from NASCAR and to see that from all those drivers because, again, uh, NASCAR is, is a is, – more than a predominantly white sport. That's it's, it's just there's no there's no it's other a, it's diversity. A, it's a southern there. sport. You know, we talk all the time about hockey and there's no brothers playing hockey and baseball and where the brothers playing baseball. Where there's no people. There's not a black pit crew. There's there are no, there are some. Are there? For yeah, well, not I've a, never seen one. Not a fully black pit crew but well, they're, i'm sure they're pit crew members you yeah, know, yeah, pit, yeah yeah they're from the from the pit that are that are black again uh, if they're because there's some there's some awesome black mechanics we know that you know yeah. so they, I mean, they, they, they made a point to focus on all of the uh black members of crews when they were doing the bubble wallace thing they, they would zoom in on all of them so i mean yeah I, there were more than i expected to be completely honest with you i was like oh wow there's a lot of crew members who are who are black so that's good that's good you know um, especially in places like you know uh, the Carolinas and and Florida, like you know, there's a lot of people there that man love Alabama. NASCAR that are that are black people and love NASCAR. I know that for a fact because I have family from down south and they absolutely love it. And I'm like, why are we watching this? Can we watch something else? But no, that's a thing for them. So it's more than just uh, what people enjoy. Black people enjoy NASCAR. Do they get to participate as much? No, but they do indeed enjoy it. I will say this, and I said this this week when we talked about it on primetime. He did not do this intentionally. He did not do this for attention. He did not see it. It was not reported by him. It was told to him, but it was not reported by him. It was one of his crew members who then went and brought a NASCAR official into the garage, and they went, ooh, 
That's not good. The media did not blow this up. This was not a fake news thing. NASCAR announced this. There was a literal FBI investigation. This is not a, a Jesse Smollett kind of thing. This was a literal noose in his garage stool, uh, stall. Excuse me. Um, it may not have been intended for him. There may not have been any sort of negative intentions to it. But NASCAR doing what they're doing and trying really hard to take a step forward and, and better themselves as a sport made the statement and we got the investigation. We found that it wasn't a hate crime. Great. Right. It's all great. Um, there is, there is no, in my opinion, there should be no argument contrary to it's what NASCAR did was smart and good. And the way it went through was good. Maybe they should have released the picture in the beginning just so there wouldn't be so much of an argument, but you know, so many people are like fake news. He's doing this for for clout, for attention. No, just no. The facts literally prove that wrong. So just wanted to throw that out there. Coming up next, we wrap up the show. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. All right, final segment here is Sports Sunday. Thanks for hanging out with us today and texting on the fan text line, 503-250-1080. You know, Rashad, I'm about to go do something that I have not done for probably 10 years. Camping. No, that would be uh, 31 <laughs> years that I've never done that. What are you about to do, Lynch? Uh, I was invited by one William Darkins to play tennis. Ooh, that'll be fun. That's going to be a, that's a crazy workout. I know. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. That portion of it. The, the, I did not work out yesterday when I normally do because I knew I was going to play tennis today. And I was like, yeah, that's going to kick my ass a little bit. Yeah, that tennis is a crazy workout. Like, again, so much lateral movement, just back and forth and sliding. So by the time you know it, like your calves and your thighs. and oh, I have very strong legs, Rashad. Very strong. I, can, I also I have can gigantic tell. calves. I was going to say, you have the calves of, like, you know, like a, an offensive lineman or something like that. They're just huge. I think they're even bigger than that. I, I have calves that are – I have not seen calves like this. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds weirdly braggadocious, but people – You have amazing calves. Has anybody ever come up to you and be like, bro, you've got – what do you do for your calves? Uh, no, but I often get comments about how large they are. Yeah. For some reason, it stand, I guess it really, really stands out to people. And I'll be honest, I've never seen you in shorts – or excuse me, in sweats or in – I think jeans ever so often during the winter. When it's winter. During the winter, I've, I, I, I always see you in shorts. I, just, I don't I, wear shorts in the winter. I can't imagine. Once you, I commit to jeans, I'm wearing jeans. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to right now. I'm trying really hard to imagine you in jeans, and it's it's. Well, you'll see it in tougher. a couple of months. Don't worry. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna go play tennis for the first time in ten years, and I'm probably gonna get my ass kicked. So that'll be fun. You will definitely lose. Will looks like he is. Like, Wait a minute. Wait a tick? Is that, that, is that my Will guy Darkins, back there? Yes. Well, I was gonna say Will looks like he has a membership somewhere and he plays tennis every two or three hours. He's like he's got he's the guy on the side, like, yeah, I got next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going next, guys. What's the, what's the count? Can you clear off the court, please? I'm trying to practice my serve. I don't care if you and your family are playing quote unquote doubles. Like, <laughs> I feel like Will is like, you know, there's like the the wall that you can hit against. And I feel like he's going out there going crazy, working on his stroke. Rashad, don't hit off a wall. It doesn't give you good uh, topspin on the release. Oh, see, there Common you go. Common misconception. See, I would Common. See, that's why I'm so terrible. I've been hitting in the same spot for the past 37 years or so. Is that why? We have a sweet flat stroke. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's not. Is that good? No. Okay, then yes, that's what it is. 
Yeah, you need you need <laughs> yeah. to have topspin. You got you got to swing up through the tennis ball so that you get a lot of topspin. I used so to have a game called a Topspin. That is true. Yes, that's that cool does game. exist as a game. Best tennis game ever is Sonic the Hedgehog on. Uh, yeah, crazy, right? On uh, Xbox 360, like Sonic no. the Hedgehog has a the best has tennis, a tennis game, game is Mario awesome. Mario Tennis. I thought you were going to say Wii Tennis. I'd have I'd have been okay with that. No, the, the what are the I forget if it was the original Mario Tennis. I played that game religiously. I love that game. I, I mean, tennis games in itself are they're pretty badass, man. Like I haven't played one in a while, but all the tennis games I've ever had or ever played, man, they've always been a whole whole bunch of fun. You know, what games aren't fun. Golf games. I bought like the 2019 like PGA Tour game. It was like 13 bucks, and so mm. saw it at Best Buy. I was like, eh, I'll I'll take that. It's the worst game. Why did you buy it? So that? boring. I don't know. I like golf. I figured it'd be a fun, a fun game, and it's not. It's it's just as boring as watching a terrible tournament. I tried the Tiger Woods game, and that thing, it, yes, in fact, is boring. It's so boring. I thought man. it would be more cool. You know, golf's one of those sports where it's incredibly difficult to play in person if you don't have enough practice. But then, if you play it in the video game, you would assume like, well, this will be more fun because I'm a professional. I thought I was going to be not. so good. I thought yeah. it was going to be so much fun. It was the worst game. I spent more time uploading it, or uh, or um, you know, kind of letting it put on the get put on the system than actually playing the game. I played it for like thirty minutes, like yeah, this is so boring. And then I was like, okay, I'll come back to it. I drank a little bit and everything. I was like, okay, it should be fun now. Nice, even even less fun. Than so the fifteen dollars could have been used. It's cool. Better. I got the game now. So if somebody wants to come over and be bored to death. They're tired and they want to, <laughs> you know. I got you, bro. Here, put on this golf game and try to play that with no Tiger Woods in it. All right. Well. My guy, Will. Good to see you, bro. Yeah. I'm going to go play Will. He doesn't have headphones on, so he can't hear me at all, which is super helpful. Not at all. He's yeah. looking over Now he's just looking away while I'm talking to him. Yeah, it's all good. No headphones to do that to you sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll tell you next week how it went. Um, I think he'll take it easy on me, maybe. Please stretch before you're doing things. I'm going to stretch. Don't yes. worry. Now that you're, I am over 30. I was going to say, now that you're 30 plus officially now, you're going to need to stretch yeah. for at least 20 minutes. I feel like when I was at age 30, it was okay to still like borderline stretch. Now that I'm 31, it's like, I think stretching is going to be mandatory. I stretch before I get in the bed now, just in case I don't <laughs> want to pull anything and I'll sleep. Ooh, that's a pro move. I used to stretch before bed too. And then you have a glass of water. There you go. You wake up feeling really feeling good. Nice. Yes. Feeling nice. So that's a pro move. Now that you're in your 30s, Lynch, you got to know these things. There you go. All right. Stretching before bed. Important. I guess. Stretching in bed? Do you stretch when you get out of bed? That's what I, I did in college all the time. <laughs> I do both. I don't want to. I don't want to touch that one yet. All right, we'll be back next week. Have a good Fourth of July weekend coming up. Be safe. Be smart. And uh, we'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.